0: From the Boston Globe, this is Rhode Island Report. I'm Ed Fitzpatrick. Welcome back to the podcast where we bring you big conversations from our very small state. In Rhode Island's general election, the marquee race is the contest between Republican Alan Fung and Democrat Seth Magaziner to replace Jim Langevin in the 2nd Congressional District. So, we're trying something a little different this week. We brought both candidates into the studio separately to explain where they stand on the major issues. Then we put their responses together so voters can easily compare and contrast. There's a lot to cover, so, we've broken this into two episodes. Let's get started after this quick break. Welcome back. I'm here with former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. Thank you for joining us.
1: No, thanks so much, Ed. Happy to be back.
0: And I'm here with State Treasurer Seth Magaziner. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Thanks for the opportunity. It's great to be here.
0: So before we get into the issues, Mayor Fung, I see that Democratic House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer has said that you're not an extremist. So has Steny joined the campaign?
1: I did not have to pay any Hoyer for that. And by the way, for those of you that don't know Steny Hoyer, he is Nancy Pelosi's number two, and he recognizes that I'm not an extremist. But outside of you know, uh, Mr. Hoyer, you have Brown University's Wendy Scheller, who's been on you know, many shows, you know, recognizing the fact that I'm not an extremist, not a Trumper, Uh, recognizing, you know, even by uh, Congressman Langevin, the members of this federal delegation, that I'm a nice guy, you know, and that's what I want to bring down to Washington, D.C., not the extremes governed by 12 years, working across the aisle, in the middle, doing common sense, you know, reforms to make sure that we took that city out of the red into one of the best cities to live same type of attitude and leadership I will bring to Washington, D.C.
0: Treasurer Magaziner, doesn't that undercut your message about Fung?
2: Well, here in Rhode Island, we know the truth. And the truth is that the far-right MAGA agenda that Alan Fung has said he would support is not reflective of Rhode Island values. So listen, I'm running for Congress because I want to make sure that my 10-month-old son grows up in a democracy uh, where election results are accepted. I want them to grow up in a world where we have turned the page on gun violence, a world where fundamental rights, including the right to an abortion, is protected, and when we protect, where we protect bedrock programs like Social Security, Medicare, and the Affordable Care Act. Uh, I want him to grow up in a world where everyone who's willing to work hard can have an opportunity to build a good life for themselves and their kids. The Republican agenda in Washington is diametrically opposed to all of that. Kevin McCarthy, the House Republican leader, who my opponent has pledged to support for Speaker, is an election denier, has said that he wants to advance a national abortion ban, and has already tried once and almost succeeded in repealing the Affordable Care Act, which would have robbed 70,000 Rhode Islanders of their health insurance. So let's be clear. There is nothing moderate or reasonable about the Republican agenda in Washington these days. This is not— The Republican Party of John Chafee that, you know, our grandparents may remember. Uh, The Republicans in Washington have become radicalized. Kevin McCarthy, the House Speaker, has made it clear, uh, the House Speaker, if if my opponent has his way, has made it clear that uh, he's going to do Donald Trump's bidding. And that's not what Rhode Islanders want. I'm running to bring Rhode Island values to Washington, not uh, uh, Trump values like my opponent is. Mayor Fung, Rhode Island had another Republican moderate, another former
0: mayor, another nice guy who was not an extremist. His name was Lincoln Chafee, and voters rejected him because they didn't like what Republicans were doing in Washington. Why won't the same thing happen to you?
1: Well, here's what's going on. Right now, we are in an economic crisis that is impacting – Every individual, every walk of life, regardless of party affiliation, I want to go down there to fix these problems dealing with our economy, with our energy. And you mentioned the Chafees, John Chafee, Lincoln Chafee. There's a lot of individuals that are middle of the road. And in fact, they recognize that I am one of these individuals that do the right things, uh, moderate. Um, that's why la- even last week, Charlie Baker you know, was willing to headline an event for me up in Boston. That's how I've governed. That's why a lot of the individuals that see me, Rhode Islanders, will recognize, and that's my message from day one, the work that I've done in Cranston, how I've governed, and that's the same type of approach I'm going to take to Washington, D.C. But it won't be
0: purely a vote on a referendum on whether you're a nice guy. In In a Globe story last week, Tufts professor Eton Hirsch said voters are savvy and know that no matter how moderate, a Republican congressman from Rhode Island would caucus, with a House GOP that would include more conservative members and leaders and priorities. Do do you disagree?
1: Well, I'm certainly not going to caucus with Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden because it's their policies that have wrecked our national economy and hurt people in Rhode Island. But what I can say is, you know, regardless of who I caucus with and I wanna be going down to Washington DC to be a voice of moderation, working across the aisle, part of that problem solvers caucus, where focusing on bipartisan legislation that will help our economy, making sure that we're energy independent once again, because these are the issues that are on the minds as I talk to the voters out there, not just in the second district, all across Rhode Island, people are hurting. When we're talking about now, especially on energy, you know, I just topped off my tank. You know, coming into um, the home heating oil season in the fall and through winter, it cost me eight hundred dollars. Ed, what's it gonna uh, be when it, we're in the dead of winter? And that's why I'm fighting as hard as I am to be down in Washington D.C. to control some of these policies right now because. I don't wanna be in a situation where many of our seniors, those that are on fixed incomes also, are struggling to pay their bills, to heat their homes, pay, struggling to pay the bills for their grocery prices, not being able to afford their already high prescription drug costs. That's what I'm focused on f- at, from day one. Treasurer
0: Magaziner, as a rookie from Rhode Island, neither you nor Fung would hold much sway over the national agenda. So are voters essentially facing a choice between Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy?
2: Well, first of all, in a choice between Nancy Pelosi and a Trump loyalist like Kevin McCarthy, that is no choice. Again, I I want the Speaker of the House who passed the Affordable Care Act, not the one who's trying to repeal it. I want the Speaker of the House who stood up to Donald Trump, not the one who's going to do his bidding every step of the way. That being said, I think that uh, even a freshman member of Congress can make a big difference. I want to get to Washington and fight for resources for Rhode Island, fight to support URI and RIC and CCRI, to support Quonset, to bring more manufacturing jobs back to our state, to support the offshore wind industry. And I know that I'm going to be part of a good team uh, with David Cicilline and Jack Reed and Sheldon Whitehouse, who will be great partners uh, in a Rhode Island delegation. I'm very proud to have their support and their mentorship And I know together we can get good things done for Rhode Island. Mayor Fung, even if you are a voice of moderation in D.C.,
0: are you really going to hold any sway over the national Republican agenda?
1: When we take back the House, because look, newsflash, it looks that way. We are going to take the House. You've heard, you know, from many political pundits, not just here in Rhode Island, but across the country, you want someone on the other side that's going to be that voice, to provide that voice for Rhode Islanders, basically telling you know, not just leadership, but working across the aisle over there saying, look, here's what Rhode Island needs. You want someone that's gonna be able to, you know, have that connection to the leadership, be that voice for Rhode Island to ensure that we're bringing back dollars on some of the priority issues like infrastructure. You know, I've talked long and hard about our need to invest dollars at Quonset Point so that we have a great supply chain going up and down to support the great manufacturing work that's going on there down a Providence Port, and everywhere else across the state. I want to bring back investments to URI in the research that they're doing in the blue economy. That's what a uh, vote for me and, you know, uh, hopefully Congressman Alan Fung will bring for Rhode Islanders.
0: So let's talk about some of the major issues you might face in Washington, beginning with abortion. Attention is focused on abortion rights since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June. So on some specific proposals, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham has introduced a bill to create a federal ban on abortion that 15 weeks. If you're elected to the House
1: and the bill comes before you, how do you vote? I do not support any national ban, nor would I ever support any proposal that would seek to criminalize, you know, any individual's attempt to get an abortion, or even for, you know, providers to provide that access. When I hear my opponent in those ads, you know, basically misleading and blatantly lying about my position, it is uh, very disturbing because. It's dishonest, and most importantly, he's doing it because he's losing, and I want people to know where I stand on this.
0: So how would you vote on the Graham bill?
1: No, I— I would be more supportive of, say, Senator Susan Collins' proposal. I would not support, you know, a national ban. Explain that. Explain what she does. uh, Susan Collins uh, worked on a bipartisan effort. Uh, It's more moderation. It would uh, codify those protections so that, you know, in, in line with my position where it would allow, you know, a woman to make that deeply personal decision to, you know, have access to you know, uh, have an abortion within that early time frame, similar to like the European uh, model that you have. Uh, but late term abortions would be more preserved for life and the mother, rape or incest. That's what I would, you know, be supportive of.
0: So to be clear, how would you vote on Lindsey
1: Graham's bill? No, I would not be supportive of you a ban. You would vote no. I would not be supportive of a ban, correct.
0: Treasure Magaziner, if you're elected to the House and the bill comes before you, how do you vote?
2: Absolutely no. I mean, listen, decisions about whether and when to terminate a pregnancy should be up to women, not politicians in Washington, DC. And there are a lot of politicians, including my opponent, Alan Fung, who think it should be their choice when it's okay for a woman to end a pregnancy or not. I don't think it should be up to the politicians, it should be up to the women. That's why I fought to pass the Reproductive Privacy Act here in Rhode Island three years ago. Alan Fung opposed that bill, still does. So no, there is a clear contrast on this very important and immediate issue. People are scared. They're scared that their fundamental rights are being taken away, not only their right to an abortion, but the larger right to privacy. And so. Uh, my agenda in Congress is going to be to codify Roe v. Wade into federal law so that no judge and no politician, not Kevin McCarthy, not Lindsey Graham, and not Alan Fung, can take away that right from Rhode Island women. Mayor
0: Fung just said he also would vote against the Graham bill. So spell out how you differ from him
2: on abortion rights. Number one, I want the next Speaker of the House to be someone who supports abortion rights, not somebody like Kevin McCarthy who has already pledged that he will advance a national abortion ban. Number two, three years ago, when there was a big debate here in Rhode Island over codifying abortion rights into state law, I testified in favor of that bill, I rallied for that bill, I lobbied for that bill, Alan Fung opposed it. So how can Rhode Island women trust that he will have their interests at heart in Washington when he didn't here in Rhode Island? So the record speaks for itself, and you know, Rhode Island women and anyone who cares about the right to privacy in Rhode Island shouldn't have to worry about where their member of Congress stands on the issue. They shouldn't have to worry every time a bill comes up, a crazy bill like Lindsey Graham's or any other bill, oh, I don't know where my member of Congress is going to come down on this one. I've been very consistent throughout my entire life in public service that uh, I'm with Rhode Island women and I believe it should be their decision. Mayor Fung, last week, Governor McKee directed state agencies to
0: budget for the Equality and Abortion Coverage Act, which would provide for abortion coverage for Medicaid
1: recipients and state employees. Do you support that? I would not support taxpayer funding of abortions outside of what is already established in that federal Hyde Amendment, which allows it for the instances of life of the mother, rape, or incest. So you'd be,
0: you'd be against that bill, the, bar, the yeah, I don't. abortion coverage. I point.
1: haven't seen any proposals. <clears throat> We're just talking yep. about concepts right now, and I'm talking about what I could and could not support. One proposal
0: at the legislature this year came from State Senator Jessica De La Cruz. She introduced a bill that would prohibit abortions of, quote, an unborn child capable of feeling pain. Do you support
1: that? You know, that's one where, like I said, I would allow access uh, within those European models. I haven't seen Jessica's Bell, it, whether it has any timeframes outside of just fetal pain. From a just sound perspective of what you're talking about, I probably would not be supportive, but I'd have to do more homework on that. I want to make sure that women have access within what I discussed, that European model type standard. Yeah, tell me,
0: you, you keep mentioning the European model. Abortion is legal in most European countries. So you're generally pro-choice on abortion rights with certain limits and restrictions? I think that's a fair way to describe me. And you're a Catholic, correct? Are your yes. views at odds with those of Bishop Tobin?
1: <laughs> Look... The bishop has his own views. I am Catholic, but I have my uh, views in how I would represent Rhode Islanders down in Washington, D.C. I stand with you know, probably the majority of Rhode Islanders on this position.
0: Now, let's talk about gun control. Treasurer Magaziner, last week the NRA gave you an F rating. Why did you receive that grade?
2: Because uh, the NRA uh, is extreme. They do not want any meaningful restrictions, uh, and... Uh, I stand for common sense gun safety. Uh, I stand for things like red flag laws. You know, in Rhode Island, a couple of years ago, we passed a red flag law that I strongly supported. Uh, that said that if a individual is unstable and they're a risk to themselves or to others around them, law enforcement would have the authority to temporarily confiscate weapons from those individuals. This was one of the top priorities of the police chiefs association at the state house, among many others. Again, Alan Fung was against that bill. Uh, So clear contrast there. Uh, I understand he got an A rating from the NRA because of that. Uh, Fine, Uh, he can have it. Listen, weapons of war do not belong
1: in our schools and do not belong on the streets.
0: Mayor Fung, the NRA gave you an A rating. Why did you receive that grade?
1: That's not something that I sought out, didn't fill out their questionnaire. Mm -hmm. uh, But, you know, it's no secret that throughout my time I have... Um, supported the rights of law-abiding citizens, you know, having access to firearms. Uh, However, you know, even with that being said, I think last time I was on the show, I even spoke about what I could be supportive down there, uh, making sure that we keep our kids safe at school, just like what I've done in Cranston, uh, making sure that they have school resources Mm -hmm. there. But I also was supportive of another individual on the Republican side that worked on a bipartisan basis, John Corrin, in that piece of legislation that ultimately passed, because it did balance an ability of law-abiding citizens to have access to firearms, but focused on a lot of the root causes of the problem, providing dollars into the school systems to make sure that kids are safe. But on top of that, they also added dollars to address the mental health crisis. So that is type of legislation that I can be supportive on important issues like this.
0: Treasurer Magaziner, if you're elected, your House colleague would be David Cicilline, a Democrat who has proposed the federal assault weapons ban.
2: Would you support that? Absolutely. You know, as I mentioned earlier, I've got a young son. I do not want him to grow up in a world where he has to worry about school shootings and lockdown drills. I want him to be able to go to school and just focus on being a kid. And uh, this spike in mass shootings over the last generation is terrible and it's preventable. We had an assault weapons ban, a federal assault weapons ban in this country uh, for a decade in the 90s and early 2000s, and it worked. So yes, weapons of war, assault weapons do not belong in schools, do not belong in our streets. And that is a
1: big contrast between me uh, and my opponent.
2: Mayor Fung, would you support
0: a federal assault weapons ban?
1: Uh like I said, I do not support any type of legislation that would uh, take it away from you know law-abiding citizens. Uh, David and I have disagreed on issues in the past. We've worked together on many of them, but uh, that's one where you know law-abiding citizens should have that right to own a firearm.
0: Cicilline has argued that these are military style weapons that were designed for the battlefield and that the original assault weapons ban from 94 to 2004 was effective. Do you disagree
1: with that? We've seen bans, you know, happen in, you know, various uh, states right now, and we've still seen mass shootings. Uh, That's why my focus on any type of legislation is to address the root cause of the problems. You know, the mental health aspect, you know, and that's why I supported that bipartisan bill it provided enough dollars to support, you know, making sure that people that have you know, serious mental health issues that are identified uh, can't get access to firearms, making sure that it stays out of the hands of criminals who could care less about what the laws are, and most importantly, making sure that our kids are safe at school because these are the priorities that we have to focus on.
0: That's it for this episode. Tomorrow, join us as we delve into where the candidates stand on student loans, immigration, and the 2024 elections. Rhode Island Report is a production of the Boston Globe. Today's episode was produced by Megan Hall, Carlos Munoz, and Scott Hellman. Audio mixing and mastering by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. Our music is from APM. Ahmed Fitzpatrick, see you tomorrow.